0: everybody. Welcome back to the Shirley Can't Be Serious podcast. This week, D, we are part three, Van Halen versus Van Hagar. This is when Sammy enters the scene.
1: Did you see what I brought today? I know, I love that. This is my Van Halen one take. This is a different band than the band that started in 1985. Okay, now, that is true. However, the real
0: break maybe started before 1984.
1: Yeah, we talk about it in detail, so join us now for Part 3 of the History of Vanity. That's what dreams you're That's great.
0: It's the best of both worlds.
2: Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I rock! Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Surely Can't Be Serious podcast with your co-hosts, James D. Graves and Jason Colvin. No sir, man, I don't like that crap. I'm
0: a rocker, dude, through and through. Here's my favorite bands, ACDC, Van Halen, not Van Hagar. Sammy officially joins the band in 1985.
1: And he's the perfect, perfect guy to come on. So you've got a good-hearted guy, successful in his field, better voice, great stage presence. uh, Seems like the perfect replacement for Dave. So they get together
0: and because Sammy is a better musician, better writer, they start working and they come up with a song called Why Can't This Be Love.
1: Why Can't This Be Love has a song lyric in it, which it's been made fun of a little bit. The only time will tell if we stand the test of time. In uh, 2008, the Telegraph named this the eighth worst lyric of all time.
0: Only time will tell (laughs) if we stand the test of time. Yeah. That's simple wisdom right there.
1: Yes. Why Can't This Be Love is what Sammy Hagar is. And you look at how many times love shows up in the title of his songs, and... What did, what, where did love appear for David Lee Roth? Ain't talking about that. Ain't talking about love. Yeah.
2: Ain't nobody got time for that. No.
1: <laughs> it is the physical, sexual prowess versus the meaningful, beautiful... Th-
0: that's appealing to me. You know?
1: They're just two different bands. They are two... They're completely different bands. I mean... Totally different. And I don't want the Van Halen that plays love songs. Okay.
0: Well, that's fine. But... Let's not pretend like there's no Sammy Hagar fans. This album went to number one, their first album to hit number one.
1: Right. So what was the, what was the name of the first album that they released? The first album they released is 5150. Once right. again, After. The, the code name for
0: the Criminally Insane. Album went platinum in one week. Wow. The fastest selling, million selling album of all time for Warner Brothers. Right. And you get songs like Good Enough, which is a good song you may recognize from the movie Spaceballs. Oh, at the cleavage. They're uh, special. And as one music critic said about this album, Eddie can still split the atom with his axe. I love that quote. He doesn't quit playing the guitar. Here's what I can't understand. Even the hardest David Lee Roth fan, I don't understand how you can list the song Dreams. <laughs> Love walks in or why can't this be love and say I love David those are great songs and they are great songs
1: yeah they are great songs love walks in reached number 22 yep. dreams reached number 22 best of both worlds I want the That's a great song. It is a great, great song. And then as you said, Why Can't This Be Love? All of those songs are great songs. They're just different.
0: They're different. So at this time, and and I'm the first to admit that I'm a very nostalgic person. And so nostalgia makes it difficult for me to discern whether it's really great or I'm just nostalgic about it. Mm -hmm. This song came out in 1986. I'm 13 years old. Okay, That's when my musical tastes are forged you know and most people would agree with that right so Love Walks In when I hear that song that song reminds me of the mysteries of the bra clasp and who am I gonna ask (laughs) to the dance and this girl does she like me or not?
1: Right.
2: And feels the same. All your dreams are
0: walking So it has deeper meaning than just
1: cool keyboards, right? Sure. I see how it's defining the stage you're in.
0: Actually the part in the song that gets me the most is is the guitar solo and it actually like the, the guitar actually sings. Blows me away every time I listen to it. It's awesome. I love it. It's beautiful.
1: You can't. I mean, say what you will about Van Hagar versus Van Halen. There's just no denying that anything that Eddie's doing is is beautiful. <laughs> At 86, I was 10, turned 11. I I wasn't touching any bras. <laughs> Not Joey. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> okay, Jason. It is Christmas time. It is Christmas time and there are some folks out there looking for the perfect package under their tree. Yes. But what they should be doing is trimming their tree. (laughs) Trimming their package. Yes. Well, guys, here's the deal. If you've got a present, it looks a lot bigger when your tree is properly trimmed. Hey, Mrs. Claus will appreciate you keeping your tree trimmed. Yes. So this holiday season, be sure and get yourself or your loved one a Manscaped product. It cleans you up. It makes you smell good. It is totally worth it, and it is the perfect holiday package to get
0: that's right all you got to do is go to manscaped.com and put in the code serious 20 to get 20 percent off
1: yeah it's better than milk and cookies
0: <laughs> <laughs> whack it whack it Did you know that the 5150 has no music videos at all wow no. I zero music videos now you can say well dreams had one but all it is is videos of the blue angels which is cool, right? but there's none of the band. Right. Now, they did pluck a best of both worlds that got some rotation out of their live show, but there were no produced, no paid for, no music videos for MTV. Right. And for it to do that well without music video during this time, it's, it seems crazy to me. 5150 is my personal favorite Van Halen album.
1: Right. It is one of three great ones. All right.
0: So that came out in 86. They tour in 87. They go back to the studio in 88. And they come up with OU812. Oh, we go. Yeah, yeah. Before it was named OU812, the working title was called Bone. Not okay. really sure why they did that, but Alex Van Halen is the one like, no, that, that title sucks. Rightly so. And I agree with him. So one 12 Sammy actually is the one who came up with this album. Now, there's a lot of sort of urban legends about how they came up with this name. He says that he picked one 12 after seeing it on a delivery truck. But rumors persist to this day that it is a direct reference to David Lee Roth's album, Eat, Eat and him smile. Him and smile.
1: Right. Dave has a, a rather famous interview where he's ranting against them and sets that as the threat.
2: So I stay quiet for six months, seven months, and I'm just reading diatribe after harangue, after this, after that, you know, again and again and again. And I still believe there's no, it's not necessary to make a comparison. I don't think you have to make a choice, but Van Halen demands it. You have to either love us and hate him or vice versa. They demand it, they demand it. Well, I'll rise to the challenge. If we have to have a comparison, then fine. I
1: eat you for breakfast, pal. I eat you and smile. Eat them and smile had... Had Yankee Rose. Yankee Rose, which is a great one. And going crazy.
0: Yeah. Dave, the Yankee Rose video, it cracks me up when he comes in and...
2: Give me a bottle of anything and a glazed donut. To to go. go.
0: (laughs) Yep. Um, So, the singles that you have off OU812, the first one is Black and Blue.
1: like that one a lot right
0: this is my favorite sammy song
1: favorite
0: the way the guitars kind of slink in and it's got that
1: that Mm, okay yeah so i'm gonna put you on the spot here and we can keep going on black and blue but you said my favorite sammy song so is your favorite van halen song from the roth years and from the hagar years a hagar song or a roth song why don't I'll tell you what. At the end, uh-huh. I'll tell you. Okay. I'll give
0: you a list of my, my top Dave songs and my top Sammy songs, and we'll...
1: And pick number one overall. pick number one overall. Okay. All right? All right. Very good. Okay. I'm at the edge of my seat now. Good. Well, stay tuned. <laughs> All right. So, Black and Blue reached number 34 on the Hot 100 list. Yep. Tell me what you love about it. So, once again, like Drop
0: Dead Legs, Black and Blue is a stripper song.
1: Right? <laughs> is that what you love about it? I...
0: When I was 15, I thought this was the greatest thing ever. Just the way the guitar comes in, and it's, clearly this song is about, I know we're trying to keep this family friendly, but this song is about sex. Absolutely. So. As
1: many of their songs are.
0: I mean, it's very subtle when they say, let's do it till we're black and blue. (laughs) (laughs) Right. This is a top-down, turn-it-up, cruising the streets type of song. But the song that comes out after Black and Blue, they have a video with it, and it's called When It's Love. When It's It's Love is the first video that actually comes out where you see the Sammy version of the band together and in a produced video. Right. And it blasted its way to the top of the charts. And this is one of those songs, like Black and Blue, like Love Walks In, like Jump for that matter, I don't need to listen to the song. The first three seconds that it plays, I know I like it already. I mean, it just, it's easy on the ears. It's a very, very radio-friendly song.
1: That song is obviously what we I mean, what we would call a power ballad. Yeah. Uh, in the vein of um Free Bird by Leonard Skinner, uh, Stairway to Heaven, where you've got this you know, we got rock, but it's that slow, smooth introduction and it picks up. They all pick up. Dream on right. picks up. I think for our age probably the The epitome of the rock ballad is When Every Rose Has Its Thorn.
0: We we ought to argue this because I'd say Home Sweet
1: Home by Motley Crue, but... Also, Is This Love by Whitesnake, which is, every time I hear the title list, I'm like, oh yeah, is this love? Is this love? (laughs) Wait a minute, which song is this? I can't remember which song this is. Okay. Uh, Both came out about the same time, actually. Yeah. One, two, one,
0: two. Then you end up with finish what you started which is kind of a, a fun little acoustic type of thing and just kind of twangy kind of Come on, baby. Um.
1: Well, well, well. and so the the story on this one is that uh, Eddie was up late, had this uh, song that he was playing. Do you know this? I heard this, yes. Okay, and so he you know, he and Sammy are neighbors at this point, so he just goes and wakes him up, knocks on the door. He
0: goes, bangs on the door.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, okay, I got this, and I just need you to help me, and they they sit out on the porch. I just, I, how awesome would that be for Eddie to Van Halen to show up and knock on your door, and you guys just go out and Two o'clock in the morning and play until you figure the song out.
0: I think that's great. But did you hear the? Yeah.
1: So he he leaves. Eddie leaves and his version of the story is
0: he and his wife were in bed. It's late. He's trying to put the moves on her. They're getting busy and Eddie Van Halen's banging on his door. So (laughs) so he's you know throw on a robe real quick and run. Dude, what do you want?
1: (laughs) <laughs> I got an idea
0: for a song. We got to finish it. You know, so come out here with me. Huh. So he reluctantly goes outside, but the song then becomes name, Finish What You Started. Right.
2: Come on, baby, finish what you started. Oh, i
0: incomplete. Okay, so oea 812 was a number one hit. Um, hit number one, May 24th, 1988. People don't know this. You know, Sammy's kind of trashed and kind of the uncool option of Van Halen or whatever, but mm-hmm. 5150, OU812, 4 Unlawful Carnal Knowledge, and Balance, all four number one albums.
1: Absolutely. Number one sellers. Can't argue against that. I
0: don't know what you're judging, but that's a pretty good way of telling what's popular.
1: Well, maybe. I mean, no, yeah, you're right. It's, it's a good way of telling what's popular, but what's popular doesn't necessarily mean what's better.
0: That's true because bad is better than thriller we saw that last week
1: <laughs> well i mean that kind of goes against your argument because bad had n- n- more number one hits and i still think i still think that thriller is better but the idea of bad and good is subjective it is, it is. so after finish what you started you have
0: cabo wabo which is a great song which uh, pops up again uh, later on when Sammy opens a club down in Cabo St. Lucas and he calls it Cabo Wabo. Right. Love that song. It
1: becomes a tequila.
0: It does come with tequila.
1: Actually, when we did this, I looked at that tequila. It is a high-priced tequila, comparatively speaking. Uh, it's it's really... So it must be pretty good. I don't know that I've ever had it. Okay. I know that you have it. I have not. <laughs> <laughs> And then
0: you have Feel So Good, which had a video with it. Really cool song. Again, it's the softer Van Halen, but still really good. Sure. And then they close out with Mine All Mine. Kind of a throwaway track, but... Uh-huh. So that ends 1988. Uh, the, that stretches into 1989. And then in June of 1991, they come out with the, the F-Word album.
1: Right, so that's what, you know, that's what Sammy wanted to call the album, was an F. Right. I mean, he, the word, not the letter. That's right. The F dash 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 word. Right. Oh, fudge. Only I didn't say fudge. I said the word. The big one. The queen mother of dirty words. The F dash 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 word. What did you say? Uh.
2: Uh um, That's what I thought you
1: said. <laughs> the yes, but I didn't say fudge. That's right. <laughs> so he wanted to actually call the album the F word.
0: So Sammy's working out with Ray Boom Mancini.
1: Right. Sammy's a bit of a boxer. His dad was a actually well
0: known professional boxer, uh, Bobby Hagar. Alright. Yep. So Sammy's boxing with Ray Boom Mancini. Right. Who you will remember. And Ray says what are you working on? He said, well, I got this new album. He's like, great, what are you going to call it? He said, well, I, wa- I want to call it F, F right? But and, they're not going for that. But they won't let me because we can't sell that at Walmart. Right. They,
1: they had proposed naming it that but then like putting it in a, a brown bag. I think. That's right. They talked about that.
0: And so, Ray says, oh, for unlawful carnal knowledge. And he says, what are you talking about? And he's like, well, that's what it, back in the old days if." a guy was caught with your wife and they wanted to make an, an example of him they'd put him out in the town square and they'd lock him up with his hands and his feet and his head sort of through that wooden thing you've seen it they'd write over the top they'd write your charge and instead of writing foreign lawful cardinal knowledge they would just write f.u.c.k and that's what your charge was and so Sammy's like, man, that's great, that's great, and he took it back to the band, and they loved it, and didn't have to keep it from being sold in Walmart. Right. So off that album, you have right out of the gate, you have Pound Cake. <laughs>
1: is like old school Van Halen. Pound cake is the hard rock that that I wanted them to be all along. It is strong, for
0: that, sure. That first that Yeah, he's
1: playing he's playing the guitar
0: with a drill. With a power drill. Yeah. And it's killer. Again, Eddie's making up sounds for us. Right. Uh, and you so to that report? You think, yeah yeah.
2: Alright.
1: In that particular song, Sammy is really using his hard rock voice. Yes. He's not using his love song voice. Yep. He is using that, retchy, rocky, gravelly. No doubt, love it.
0: When he uh, when they recorded that song, at the very end, he's really bringing it. He says. Oh, and he said the producer showed his arm and it had his. The hair was standing up on his arm. Oh, nice. And they were like, that's it. That's our take. Yep. That's done.
1: And so what ultimately they did when they would perform it in concert, Eddie took a cordless drill and then painted it like the Frankenstrat guitar. <laughs> it had the red and with the white and black stripes on it. That's cool.
0: And then the next song that comes out is Top of the World. Okay. Top of the World did very well. More Definitely more pop. This is a tidbit on Top of the World that I thought was interesting. When they play their live shows, the beginning guitar of Top of the World is actually the outro of Jump. So when they play it live, they usually roll Jump right into Top of the World. it live on this tour on this particular tour right they would play jump and it would go right into top of the world
1: right well that you know so many of the songs throughout the time with both david and with sammy um would be songs that they had been working on for years and just hadn't found the right mix for so i can totally see how there is an intention with a song that came out seven years earlier and probably was developed a decade before, that finally they found the right spot, the right sound, the right music. Which also is true for right now. The story is that Eddie had been playing it for a while, and Sammy, I think they're not even in the same room, like they were different rooms, but Sammy's working on one song, working on the lyrics and working on the tune, and Eddie's playing in another room and he overhears Eddie and he comes in and he's like play that again and he's like I think we're working on the same song like the chord progression that he had done was so similar and the melody that he had come up with and this is you know right now is one that Sammy holds in the highest regard as far as lyrics are concerned he had been taking a break And was on the beach and was kind of obsessing about various things and then just kind of realized hey you know I'm obsessing about all these things when I'm here on the beach I should be right here right now and that was his inspiration for all of the lyrics to the song So you know the uh, the video for this song was it may have been their biggest hit as far as video awards go they won video of the year for it and if you don't remember the video it's one where the song is playing but as you as the song's playing there's occasional images of the band intermixed with other kind of intense scenes. And there's text that appears and says, "Right now, this is happening, or right now this is happening. Right now, Eddie's hands are really busy, and you know, um and Sammy was adamantly opposed to this idea. He was like, this people are going to be reading, and this honestly, this occurred with me like i I was frustrated because I'm like, I'm trying to read the words, and I'm also trying to listen to the music, and I feel like I'm missing out on both things right. but it, it was a it was a huge success for them and sammy's adamantly opposed against 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 and they're basically forcing him into it he goes and disappears for like a week you know just in frustration a little bit of a tantrum there and then comes back and when he comes back they're shooting the video he's actually sick he's like running a fever and got pneumonia is still angry about it and so there's a scene toward the end where like you see him stop singing even though, the, you know, obviously the song continues, but he just, like, crosses his arms and quits. He said that was really, like, he was angry and just like, screw it, I'm not singing anymore. I don't like this the way that it's going. I'm just going to quit singing. And it ended up in the video and is kind of actually cool.
0: I need to look at that. I haven't seen it in a while. One of the things that stands out in my, I mean, this is one of my favorite videos, too, but I think there's one line in It's it like, right now, your memory is getting longer while your life is getting shorter. Yeesh. And I remember thinking... That's pretty poignant, you know. Yeah. All right. Are we done talking about Fernal Elf of Colin only? Yeah, I think so. Not one of my favorite Sammy albums.
1: Right. Two, two great songs, but not much else to speak of, Right. as far as I'm concerned. Right.
0: All right. So that was in 91. They tour in 92 into 93. And then in January of 95, the album Balance comes out. Right. It reaches number one. People are excited to have it. But this was released. I mean, they're starting to fight.
1: Well, and you know, it's kind of funny. I think in both scenarios, just before the end, Dave doesn't appreciate that the end is about to come. And Sammy had... I I think he was literally caught off guard. You can expect some troubles. It's sad to listen to some of the interviews he goes where he's like, I mean, I don't foresee us ever breaking up. We just get along so well. It's just not even... And then, you know, of course, things fall apart. Everybody's going to pick sides on this deal, but I don't think there's any question that Eddie was going through some serious issues at this point, in and out of rehab, lost a ton of weight, um you know and what are you going to do if you're alex you can't do something you can't abandon your brother so he's going to stand by him at this point and back his play but i think it was very obvious that it was not the same eddie as when they had gotten together
0: eddie was newly sober starting october 2nd of 94 but still that's a, that's a fight that's an everyday struggle
1: so on balance the only song worth mentioning to me is can't stop loving You." Yeah.
0: Can't Stop Loving You, really to me, is their only radio-friendly hit. And then in 1997, they break up. It's done. It's over. Yeah.
1: Samierra is. Samierra is finished. He is. Uh, he and his wife are expecting a child. He's. They've got a natural delivery set. Eddie calls him and says, "You need to come back here and do some recording." He's like, "Hey, we're you know we're about to have a baby. Let me just take care of this, and then I'll be back." And it's like, you know what, you started off as a solo artist, maybe you should just be a solo artist, and that's
0: the end. They're working on a song called Human's Being in the Twister soundtrack. Then they're secretly talking to Dave right, about recording these new songs. Yep. And then when Sammy finds out about that, he's really miffed. And so then, of course, later on, we see them at the Video Music Awards at MTV.
1: Oh my gosh, I can still remember seeing that and just being like... Oh, what What if it could happen? Oh, I'm I so know. excited. It, it was exciting. And then I also thought, oh, they're all so high.
2: They're so <laughs> high right now. <laughs> Look at them all. Oh. I think we're here to uh, present Best Neil Video of the Year Award. Okay, right? Dave's one. Oh. Dave. No, no, no. no, it's, no, no it's, instead of the Best Award thing, it's we, we have to make an announcement. Just, we have to address this subject here. This is... The first time that we've actually stood on stage together in over a decade.
0: And that lasts about 10 minutes before Eddie gets really, really mad at him. That happened in 96. And then in March of 98, we get Van Allen 3. Yep.
1: So Crickets.
0: That's all I have to say about that's that. That's exactly what I was thinking.
1: That's all I have to say about that.
0: Now this is the moment I've been waiting for. Let's talk about it. Alright. So you're gonna give me a list of your top Dave songs. And I'm gonna give you a list of my top same songs. And we'll see where we're at. Ooh. Can you do that?
1: How long can my list be? Ten. Uh okay. Ten. It's it's really, really hard. It's really hard.
0: Okay. I don't I really don't think it's that hard.
1: Well, that's <laughs>
0: Yeah. Okay. Good. Good.
1: Okay. So Panama, hot for teacher. Is this in order? No, I can't do that. That's okay. too hard. All right. Okay. So I'm just gonna go. Okay. So Panama, which maybe I, I really do love Panama. Maybe that's my number one. I'm not sure. Okay. Panama, hot for teacher. Running with the devil. I feel like I should be able to combine eruption with you really got me because they always come together. So I'm gonna do that.
2: Okay.
1: So ain't talking about love and then like an eight-way tie between
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: several songs I'll Wait is great Drop Dead Legs is great and Ice Cream Man is fun I think that's probably right there at the, at the 10 mark if it's not I'll throw on Beautiful Girls and okay. Feel Your Love Tonight
0: alright that list sucks <laughs> <laughs> okay here you want to give me, I'll give you my, t- my 10 Dave songs right? And, I, yeah. and I'm a Sammy guy but I'm a Dave guy too but here we go In Order yeah. Number 10, Pretty Woman. Cool okay. cover, catchy, shows up in the movie Weird Science. Right? Some versions. Some versions, that's right. Number 9, their first single, You Really Got Me. Number 8, Drop Dead Legs. Great stripper song. Number 7, Dance the Night Away. Cool, radio-friendly, love it. Number 6, Running With The Devil. Number 5, Hot For Teacher. Can't argue with that. No. Number 4, Panama. Two off of 1984, right there in a the row. Number three, ain't talking about love. Number two, Unchained. Oh wow, it's an unbelievable song.
1: Wow, yeah, I'm actually surprised that you put that, that you put that at number ah, two.
0: It's so good. That guitar, oh my gosh, so good. And then finally, there is no, there is no other song that can be number one. It's
1: Jump. Yeah, it's
0: absolutely Jump.
1: I I loved Jump when it came out, but it's no longer in my top ten anymore. (sighs) I I, I'm not going to turn it off if it comes on. I think it's worthy of the stuff they did with it with Ready Player One, but it is just not my favorite. All right, you ready
0: for my Sammy list? Yep. All right, here we go. Number ten, Best of Both Worlds. Number nine, Cabo Wabo. Number eight, Can't Stop Loving You. Number seven, Why Can't This Be Love? Only time will tell if we stand the test of time. (laughs) (laughs) Number six, The Power Drill, Pound Cake. Number five, Love Walks In. Number four, When It's Love. Number three, Right Now. Number two, Dreams. And number one, it's Black and Blue.
1: Okay. This will be easier for me because I don't even have ten that I would put on a list for Van Hagar. All
0: right. Well, let's see it.
1: Okay, so Best of Both Worlds, in no particular order. Okay, Best of Both Worlds, Pound Cake, When It's Love, Dreams, Why Can't This Be Love, and Right Now. And then I probably would throw in Finish What You Started. I like that one. That's good. I one. like Finish What You Started.
0: And if I had to like break the tie between Sammy and Dave on the number one, yeah. it's, it's Jump.
1: You're still picking Jump.
0: It's Jump. <laughs> it absolutely right. is Jump. Yeah, I could listen to that song a million times and still love it.
1: Okay, guys, it's it's now time. It's time for final judgment. It's time for uh, to taking the gloves off and saying, you know, no more Mr. Nice Guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's let's really start talking about this. You know, Jason, you've you've taken the position that Van Hagar is better than Van Halen. Now. There are obviously a lot of people who enjoyed Van Hagar because they had tons of success. They sold all kinds of albums, but I've never heard someone say better than Van Halen. So tell me, you know, what are your thoughts? Okay, well, so here's my thing, all right? I, I like
0: Van Halen with Dave, okay? I'm a fan. But once again, I jumped in in 1984, so I wasn't married to Dave, right? So I jumped in at the new sound of Van Halen. Right. OK, so I wasn't, you know, I wasn't blown away by the guitars and stuff that that people when they jumped in earlier were. And so it just has to do with my age. But 1984 was where I jumped in. I love the synthesizer. I love the guitar mix and the melody and, and just those great, great songs from 1984. Um, And, and so that uh, transitioned me right into 5150, which is my favorite one of all time. But I think. Overall, I, I think there's a general sentiment, sentiment out there that Sammy has a better voice, has more vocal range, has more musical ability, right? Now, I'm willing to concede. Dave is one of the top front men for any band of all time. Right. I'm going to talk out of both sides of my mouth here. On this. Sure, yeah. So Dave... Maybe the best front man of all time.
1: I mean, we're in a situation, again, like we were with Bad versus Thriller, where you love Thriller, you just love Bad more. That's
0: right. That's right.
1: Right. Um, as
0: far as stage personality, and uh, we already talked about the splits and the kicks and the jumps and the backflips, Sam yeah. can't do any of that stuff. Right. But he adds an element of musicianship that I think improves their music overall.
1: So I didn't, you know, I didn't write this down, but this is this is a thought that's occurring to me right now. Whenever Sammy Hagar came on the scene, I was like, yes. And I even said it earlier in the episode, this is the perfect choice. He has guitar abilities that Dave didn't have, he's got a better singing voice, he's a hard rocker. I mean, you've got, you know, I Can't Drive 55, all of his songs with Montrose and his solo album, his right. solo career before that. And I'm super excited. But you know what else I was really excited for? episode of Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker I was giddy and I'm walking in and I've got my Darth Vader shirt on and I'm dressed in black and I'm geeked out and I sat there and I was just like okay well this is not okay this isn't what I thought it was going to be but that's alright I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it full open mind, and I kept trying to love it, and I kept trying to love it, and whereas there was maybe a brief honeymoon period in the first five to ten minutes of the movie, after a while I was just going... I can't love this.
0: I I think you're way off base again. Way off
1: base. I I had the honeymoon period with Van Hagar. I did. I I liked their live album. And they had, in their transitional phase, they still sounded a lot like the original Van Halen. They still had all of those kicks going. um, And Sammy was still rocking. But... The honeymoon eventually wore off for me and I just didn't feel like I I felt like I had a a bait and switch where it was, here's this awesome thing that you're getting and now we're going to Overproduce it, we're gonna overdo it, and it's not the same anymore. It's no longer Van Halen. With the with the movie, man, the production value was incredible. I can't imagine the amount they spent on it, but it's not Star Wars. Star Wars is dirty and Van Halen should be dirty too. I want the dirt and the grime. The Van Halen of David Lee Roth time was dirty and nasty and gritty and sex. Sex. Yes, it was. It was what it was. (laughs) And the Van Halen of of Sammy Hagar time is gradually more touchy, more feely, more emotional, more lovey-dovey. And I'm I'm not showing for it. All
0: right. All right. Well, let's. Let's take a step back, okay? okay. Because this podcast really is a, a debate about who's better, Dave or Sammy. But let me pose this question to you. Yeah. Okay. If I said, "Do you like the new version of Van Halen?" It's like the cutoff between Diver Down and 1984.
1: Yeah. Up. Right.
0: And I gave you. You can choose one.
1: What do you choose? You mean do I do I take 1984? Take album? 1984.
0: Mm-hmm. And and include that with the Sammy era. Right. We're going to call that new Van Halen.
1: You know, and I understand your question, and I know that a lot of people draw this line that 1984 was a new sound. I think even the members of the band are saying that. But I just got to gotta say, I disagree with that line distinction. And I took some time thinking about this. There's, you know, everybody talks about the introduction to the keyboards, but I mean, he was playing keyboards in Women and Children First. I mean, they, he was playing keyboards way back. That couldn't be the issue. They became more prevalent in 1984 for sure. They Shocked a lot of the hardcore listeners, for sure. But that you listen to the lead guitar sounds that are coming out in 1984, and it's still the same sounds of previous Van Halen. You get from Van Halen 1 on up through 1984, Eddie's still playing the Frankenstrat guitar. And then the Frankenstrat starts to go away in 5150. You get new guitars coming in. And then in OU812 it's even less you get he's, Eddie starts this deal with Ernie Ball on this new guitar and it doesn't sound the same I mean just even if you even if you look at what happens right after if you look at why can't this be love the guitar doesn't sound the same anymore it's closer I mean it gets further and further away but I mean first big song off of 5150 and you've got a flanged guitar that you're like okay Eddie's doing something different here and it never goes back to what it was. Are you before. telling
0: me you don't like? Why can't this be love?
1: I'm just saying. I, I'm saying it's not dirty and nasty. It is. It's pretty, and it is that transition honeymoon period, so that I can say, yeah, this is still good, but it's different. And then the difference lingers, and I lose the thing that I fell in love with at okay. first.
0: I think we both agree that that at that moment in time, Sammy was the best option.
1: Oh sure, right.
0: And I, I, for me, I feel like he doesn't get enough credit for stepping in and and he kind of takes them to a next level and and they earn way more fans with that style of music.
1: Well, again, this comes back to that idea of popular and better. There's no question that they increase their popularity. They increase their album sales and four number one albums. absolutely more popular. They are, are reaching a broader audience, but, popular doesn't mean better.
0: I'm going to say something blasphemous for a second. Okay, you ready for this? All right. So, bring it on. Let's go. Here it is, right? From the Dave era, in my opinion, Van Halen won awesome. 1984, awesome. The other albums in between, there's some great songs, but there's a whole lot of filler. Dare I say, crap.
1: You are blaspheming right now (laughs) and I don't have anything to throw at you, but I, I don't, I I can, I can see what you're saying. Uh, I mean, if I'm going to listen to the whole album, yeah, Van Halen one first, 1984 second. And then those other ones, they do have some songs that don't have what I want to hear as much, but again, (laughs) what it, it is what defines the band. It's what defines the band. I
0: understand. I, I mean, I understand what you're saying, but let me throw a, another thing at you. Yeah. So I mean, okay, for me, I'm always going to grab either 5150 or 1984. Okay, that's where I... But then after that, it's always OU812. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about the overall attitude and class of these two guys.
1: Oh, well, I mean... There's no question. Okay. There's no question. If I'm gonna if I'm gonna be riding in a tour bus with somebody, I want it to be Sammy. Okay. If I'm in Las Vegas and hanging out on the strip, <laughs> I want it to be David. Okay, and I will I will resign myself to know that I'm just going to follow along and watch what's happening, what is unfolding before me. Because with Sammy, I know I got a guy that I can probably talk to. You know, we're going to talk, we're going to BS about stuff, we're going to shoot tequila, and it'll be great. But uh, if David Lee Roth is with me, I'm just gonna I'm going to step back and watch it like it's a, a car wreck.
0: <laughs> I'm with you. I totally am with you. Uh, they serve two purposes, right? At the end of a weekend with Dave, you wake up on the floor and wonder
1: what happened, right? Yeah.
0: The weekend with Sammy, you're like sitting on the beach. Hey, man, we're still having a great time, you know?
1: Absolutely. But I mean, again, I think this goes to the definition of the band. Van Halen is David Lee Roth party. And it's when the party becomes a nice get-together that you lose me.
0: Okay. Well, that's fair. I mean, we, you know, this is all personal opinion, but... I don't know, I just I enjoy the music more from Sammy. It's more melodic, yeah, it is more love songy, um, but there's a whole lot less junk it's
1: uh, yeah, I mean it, it is a matter of what you enjoy, but again, I want dirty. I, if I'm going out for a hamburger, I want a smash burger. <laughs> I want a cheap white bread bun. Don't give me some ciabatta nonsense. Don't give me a preformed patty. Give me something raw and messy. That's what I want my hard rock heavy metal to be. I don't want it to be a gourmet burger. With with Sammy, I mean there are multiple changes that happen. You you lose Ted Templeman, right? You lose the the Frankenstrat guitar. You get the keyboards coming in. It's it's a different sound. And I mean, just to and I'm gonna try to try to put words on to sound as best I can. But you've got sharp and edgy and uh, rip your guts out kind of sound coming from the Frankenstrat on the Van Halen days. And Eddie, who's constantly in search for that perfect tone. Starts to lean towards this warm and round tone that you get on those on those albums with Sammy.
0: I mean, I see what you're saying, uh, and we've already agreed. I'm more of a radio friendly guy, right? Right? Yep. It's it's a per- personal preference thing. I imagine we'll get into it a little bit more when if we break down. It's other just that music. your
1: personal preference is wrong. That's all. <laughs> as long as we can both agree that your personal preference is wrong, I don't then... know, man. I
0: just <laughs> for me the 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 Sammy Hagar era is. Roll down the windows, drive around, crank it up, having a great time in the summer night. Dave is, I mean, Dave. listen, I love Dave era Van Halen. Mm-hmm. But it's just different. They're just two different bands. So right.
1: anyway. That part we can agree on. They are definitely different bands.
0: They are different bands. But let me just throw a quick shout out. Sammy, if you're listening, (laughs) contact us through the podcast. I promise we'll find a spot to get you on here. (laughs) Want you to be involved with the show. Five-star review, Sammy. Okay. And we'll get you in
1: there. This defines our difference because I know there's no way in heck that David Lee Roth is going to be listening to podcast. Exactly.
0: (laughs) Dave is too busy talking I don't know. The the interaction with the fans, I think Sammy is stronger there, too. Uh, He just seems such... He's just such a likable guy. Yeah. When Van Halen was introduced into Hall of Fame, you know who showed up? Sammy. Sammy and Michael Anthony. Yep. Two guys who are banned from existence now.
1: (laughs) Yep. So, anyway. guys, thank you for listening to us for this entire diatribe that we've gone through. We hope that you enjoyed it. We hope you had a little fun with us. Oh my gosh, we have to talk about what's going to happen next week. I'm so excited Yes, it is It's been coming and coming And it's finally going to be here It is the Raiders of the Lost Ark Versus the Back to the Future podcast Two of our all-time favorite movies From the 80s, yes They are amazing movies Get ready for a lot of geeking out Because that is what's going to happen There's lots of geeking out to come So if you want to come geek out with us Please come and listen in That's
0: right, turn on your flux capacitors Get out your bullwhip And we will see you next week
1: Again, tweet us at Shirley Podcast on Twitter. Send us a comment or a message on Facebook at Shirley Podcast. If you want to email us, email us at Shirley Podcast at gmail.com. And also don't forget to check out our YouTube channel, the Shirley You Can't Be Serious Podcast channel. Um, love you guys. Again, overwhelmed by the positive support that we're getting. We're gonna keep cranking them out as long as you guys keep
2: listening. So take me
0: Okay, D, um, as we do, okay, let's start over. <laughs> no, keep going. <laughs> uh, All right, we want.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. Okay.
1: Only this time. <laughs> okay. All right, D. All music images and movie clips are used for the purposes of commentary and education in conjunction with the Fair Use Agreement.